0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: hello and welcome to secure the insecure the podcast or it's okay to not be okay i'm johnny seafoot and every week i'm your one very special guest Now, before we talk about my special guest this week, I just wanted to wish you a very Merry Christmas, because this year has been like no other. This has been the year that, in our lifetimes, we've had the most ridiculous experiences. Because this time last year, we'd experienced a pandemic, okay? We'd gone through the lockdowns, and we thought life was starting to get back to normal. And if you're listening to this in real time, life isn't normal again. We're still worried about COVID. We're still thinking about what's going on with our loved ones. And we're still working out our place in the world because what I feel like happened was last year, I got to know myself and I did a lot of self-development and I went on this big weight loss journey and we went through lockdowns and I lost a load of friends. Uh, and then I kind of plateaued and life went back to normal. And so instead of doing the walks, I was back in the restaurants. Instead of dieting, I was back on the food. Instead of doing the mental health self-development, I was going, oh, I can't bother. Do it tomorrow. And then you kind of go backwards. And that's what I think has happened, that we've come on, we've gone, right, lockdown's done, COVID's done, and then Omicron comes in. And then you're like, right, where am I in the world? What is my responsibility? What is my presence doing? And so we've gone through this weird world again. And as we come up to Christmas, I just thought it's a time to just take a step back and just think how far you've come this year. And and Square has been there for me. And I've absolutely loved it. It's my little hobby. You know that. And I've spoken to such amazing people. And we'll talk about that in next week's episode because I'm going to do a little look back at the year. And I just wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank you for listening, for staying with me, for coming on this journey with me to learn about people. So thank you and Merry Christmas. And so you're going to need a break from your family this weekend. And so I presume that's why you're listening to this episode if you're doing it in real time. So thank you for listening and choosing me to be your person to take you away from what's going on at home because today i'm joined by a very special guest and this interview was recorded on zoom so obviously the quality is a bit yeah you know we but we're used to that we're used to after two years that zoom interviews do happen but she's the most amazing person in the world and i love her so much so without further ado let me introduce to you the gc Gemma collins (laughs) Christmas and since starting this podcast there's just one person I've wanted to talk to when I made the list two years ago and I started security and Secure, the first name on the top of the list was this person it's Gemma Collins she doesn't need an introduction she's the GC she's here finally. Two and later on and Secure. oh my god Gem Mr.
2: do you know what I've been waiting I've been waiting to get on with you and uh, it really is Christmas because it's happened
1: I can't believe it's taken two years and you are finally here. You are the most busy woman in show business.
2: I know, I know. I can't complain, I can't complain. But, do you know what? Christmas is soon approaching. I will get Christmas Day off and Boxing Day, and then it'll be back to work for me.
1: It's thanks to Sainsbury's for this, and we're going to talk about what you've been doing with Sainsbury's in a little bit. But... Yeah. I want to talk about you, Gemma, first of all, because okay. you are just... Uh, and If anyone watched your Piers Morgan's life stories last year or the year before, they'd have just seen this other side of you, this young actress, this person that just gets it. And whenever anyone asks me about you, I just always say, it's Gemma. Mm. Gemma knows what she's doing. You understand yeah. the industry more than anyone. You know yeah. how to get the cameras rolling. There's an amazing scene in Diva Forever, in the first yeah. series, where you come out your shop and you speak to someone on the street and you say, and you get the cameraman to say to them, right, have you signed a consent form uh-huh. because you want that for Because you know the industry, don't you?
2: Do you know what? I, I've got to be honest. I pretty much, I am my own producer. As my mum said, um, it was so funny the other day because I was trying to get my mum to forward me a number. And I was like, mum, this is how you do it. And she just replied, Shut up, Gemma. I produced the GC. So I thought, well, fair play to her. But no, Johnny, I get it. When I came into this, I am very on the ball. You know, I had a business background, I used to sell cars. I fully understand what it takes and what people are watching me for entertainment. And when you're watching the GC, that's what you get. When you're watching me on Piers Morgan, you know, you get the real me, which Do you know what? I'm pretty normal in real life. You know, I have my insecurities, I have my vulnerabilities. My life hasn't been plain sailing. But would that be entertainment for people? No. The GC knows how to entertain. And basically, that's what I do. But regarding Diva, I pretty much produce that show. But they wouldn't give me a producer credit.
1: But you've got to do that first. Uh, Chris Evans says you're a producer first, presenter second, because... You're right, you have to know your audience. And that is why you've been on so many shows. If you think about reality TV, you've done The Tower, you've done Celebs Go Dating, you've done Dark School Night, you've done I'm you've done Big Brother, you've done everything. Because Daddy, you know no. what to do. Mm-hmm. What are the insecurities that Gemma has?
2: Well, you know, like anything, like, as I say, just some days you have an off day, you know, you're just like, oh, I look really ugly today, I don't feel myself, just this strange stuff, like, my life seems really good, is it suddenly going to go wrong? Am I good enough to do this job? Am I confident? You know, everyone has it, so when people see me, like, performing on TV and stuff, before that, you do sometimes doubt yourself a little bit, But then I just take a deep breath and I go, I've got nothing to lose. I've just got to do this. But, I, you know, I wouldn't be human if you didn't have the down days, you know? Well,
1: that's it. And in the industry and with reality TV especially, which is what you're known for, there is so many people trying to get on the ladder. And we know that if you go on Love Island now, it's likely you get picked up by another show and another show. Where do you sit in that? Because you've been doing this for a decade now. So you know the game. And like we said, you've done so much. Are you worried that there's not going to be a new show for you to do next?
2: Um, no, no, no. I'm pretty much already booked up for next year, to be honest. I mean, I've got lots of shows coming out next year. I'm also on Christmas MasterChef, The Weakest Link and The Wheel. No, I don't ever worry because I'm always evolving, Johnny. So, you know, I I sort of move with the times. I'm down with the kids I mean, I've got my nephew Hayden to thank for that. I'm like, he comes out with all these words. I'm like, Hayden, what does that mean? And, you know, I just think you've constantly got to be evolving. And for these youngsters that want to go on these shows, you've really got to be on the ball. You've got to have a thick skin. And you've got to understand this is an industry. It's called show business, not show fridge. You have to work it as much as it works you, you know. And I think I was savvy enough to know That's what it is I do is a job. You know, it's a job. I turn up, I get paid, I put my key through the door, I have a cup of tea with my partner and, you know, we relax. So you just got to be savvy and on the ball, make sure no one rips you off. You know, and if you want overnight fame and success, let me tell you, it does come with hard work. You know, I made my success. Yes, I was given an opportunity but I took it with both hands and I've not even finished yet. There's so much that I need to do, you know?
1: So what is that? What do you still need to do? And what is your advice? So what are those tips and tricks you're looking for that meant that you weren't just having two minutes of fame?
2: Yeah, well, I just, you know, I was, I had lots of normal jobs. I mean, I used to wash up plates and cups, you know, when I worked for the car garage and then I was like, no, I need to push myself. Then I become like salesperson, a very successful one. You know, I tempt around London I had office jobs in London so I'd had a taster of normal working life you know I knew what it was like to work for three pound I had Saturday jobs when I was a youngster at school you know I used to work for I think it was three pounds 25 an hour so I appreciated I think the opportunity that I was given and I thought this might not last forever so I better cash in now but 10 years I'm still going but I love what I do and I just feel like a lot of people really need to if they're coming into reality TV and have an idea of how far they want to go or have ambition then it's just the secret ingredient is hard work.
1: And you definitely have put that hard work in so looking back 10 years when you started on Tower and we saw you in the car show and that first iconic scene with you What was that version of Gemma like then compared to now?
2: I think if you watch it back in the day, I mean, I think although people thought I was confident, I think you can see I did have a bit of a shyness to me. And to be honest with you, Johnny, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was put on the show. I was then selling McNall Cross Sunkirk a car. And then I was next thing I'm in the sugar hut sort of fancy in mick then i'm baking apple pies it was a well wind but then the show got hugely popular and i think if you look at me in the early days you can see my softer side but then when it was like right the show's popular we're filming every day you've got to bring it to the cameras or we're going to throw you off the show then it was like right here comes the gc let's go move out the way here i am and that was it and it and that's just how it all came about
1: and I don't think the show has done well since you left, since you and Bobby and Lydia and all that cast left. And they've had big new influxes of cast and they had another casting call. Cast. Where do you think Tari is at the moment? Because it's a very young cast. And like you said, it's a young cast who don't necessarily know what they're doing in the long run.
2: Well, you know, everything's all...
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
2: the show basically I think it's quite clear to see who are the stars of TOWIE and who isn't everyone's had their role to play I just think yeah you know some of us cracked it some of us you know was kind of some people are still on there aren't they but that's fine but It's always evolving. The show is evolving. I'm sure they're going to get younger cast. And I haven't caught up with the show for ages, to be honest. But um, I must, I'll definitely be watching the Christmas special. And, you know, I've only got Towie to thank for them giving me that opportunity. Yeah, when the originals were on it. But it's like EastEnders, Den and Ange, Roxy and Ronnie. Is the show still the same without it? It's just what you're used to. But all the youngsters watching it now, Probably would get more into the characters that are on it now, whereas I probably wouldn't engage with them because I'm older and at a different space in my life.
1: Well, that's very so. true. And what, what space of life are you in at the moment? Where are you? We're finishing 20, 2021. We've come two years out of a pandemic where mm. we've had to reassess everything in life. Where are you at the moment and how are you personally feeling?
2: I'm happy. I'm happy. And I'm settled. I am with the love of my life. I'm very happy. You know, I got to a point in the lockdown, actually, where I was just very, very happy, kind of within myself. And it took me probably to my 40s to be in that space, you know, living pretty much on my own in the pandemic. Yeah, right. I lived with my family at the time, but we was in separate houses. And just kind of being alone with your own thoughts, your own feelings. And then I got to a space where I was like, I'm really cool with being on my own. I'm happy in my life. And then out of nowhere, Rami came back. That was it. The rest is history. And, you know, we used to go on little walks in the lockdown together. And, you know, he's very kind to my family. When my dad got ill, we used to bring shopping for my mum. And we just struck up a friendship again. And before long, we realised that we was in love. And we're so happy. I've got a little stepson now. And I've got really good balance. It's not all work. I've got a great personal life. And please, God, we go on to have a baby next year when I've got some time (laughs) to do what you need to do to have a baby. Because I've not had much time recently. Sorry, Ram. Ram, sit next to me in the car. You know, I feel... Like, I've got my family now, my own family, and we're going to be becoming a family. And it's kind of been the best year of my life, really.
1: Well, I don't know if you can answer this because you're sitting next to Rami, but how have, has your relationship changed in the second phase? Because you did go out from a couple of years ago and now it's just like he, a new phase of life. We,
2: yeah. When we was younger, I mean, Rami's from Israel. So basically, Beautiful I mean, he was quite yeah it is, and we're desperate to go twice. We've tried to go, and we was going to go after over Christmas as well on the twenty eighth but we can't now but um I think me and Rammy was more fiery when we was younger he you know he was the first man to put a ring on my finger I've got a beautiful engagement ring, and at the end of the day, i just got on the towie so I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm ready to settle down yet, and then he was like, Oh. Whatever, Gemma Collins, I'll get you in the end. And anyway, 10 years. And I was just like, oh, whatever, I'm too busy, like in my bayer. But I kind of always felt that I don't know that we'd kind of get back into each other's lives. We never fell out, we always stayed friends. And obviously, I was really young, although I was 30, I was quite a young 30. Rammy's 46 now, I'm 40. And I just think it's all about, you know, divine timing. We came, back into each other's lives when I was probably more settled. I was very hungry for a career. I think Rami kind of was sort of ready to settle down back then, but I wasn't. And it's just been a beautiful situation that we've come back into each other's lives. And not only that, like I've matured, I was quite childish when Rami went out with me before. So he's gone from yeah, he's supposed he's got a woman in his life now. I'm more like got life skills, I can cook. I know how to do stuff now. And he's so proud of me, you know. Like, even when I got him from work last night, he went, I can see how hard you're working. I'm so proud of you. And he'd lit all the candles in the house. And he used to be a bit of a party guy. He's not into partying anymore. or not as much. But, yeah, so I just suppose we just both chilled out now.
1: Well, everything happens for a reason. And like you said, with the plan with the baby, and everything, it, it almost sounds like you want to slow down and settle down and live your 40s now Massive away from play. the cameras and just actually be Gemma Collins again and not the GC. Yeah, I
2: find it very easy, Johnny, very easy to, you know, to go between the two. Um, I'm very much Gemma Collins when I put my key in the door and uh, I speak to Ram. And uh, obviously, you know, for him, he gets people going up, oh, you're going out with the GC? He goes, no, I go out with Gemma Collins. And, you know, what's the difference, Ram? Here Ram will tell you what the difference is. What's the difference,
1: Ram? Hi. Hello, Ram, mate. Really quickly, what's the difference?
2: Uh, The difference is uh, between Gemma Collins and the GC that Gemma Collins, she's the
0: the beautiful thing to have her. She is a very lovely girl, you know. Uh, Look after me. She cooks. She's a proper mum now. She looks after my son.
1: The GC is a bit hard one, you know? So, look, Gemma, you went to Oxford Junior. You did a debate about the Christmas turkey. I love this because I had the best Christmas last year because we ripped up the rule books. It was just me and my sister. And we just ate what we liked, that nostalgic food, smiley faces, turkey dinosaurs. Where are you sitting on the Christmas fence? Are you a turkey girl? Are you a Christmas dinner of all the family? Where are you at this year?
2: You know what? I, I'm not. I'm, I'm literally, I'm moving on since doing the debate at the union. I'm just totally moved on from the traditional fair. I mean, Sainsbury's have got so many amazing alternatives. It's all about mixing it up this year. I think, do you know what, we've all been through so much. And, you know, do you really just want to keep eating turkey on Christmas Day? Hell no. Not with the variety that Sainsbury's have got. You know, they've got onion barges, Brussels sprout and onion barges. They've got, you know, pigs in snowy blankets, sushi. You know what it is, Johnny? You get up sometimes, you don't fancy the traditional dinner, but it's kind of like we're being told, we have to have that dinner. Everyone should be free to have what they want.
1: And it's the the best idea. You know, 51% of people, according to Sainsbury's, have said they want an alternative. That's over half the people they research, which means there's something in there that people... Don't want it. And also their research says that 17% of people fight over what Christmas film to watch. What's your go-to Christmas film, Gemma? The
2: Grinch and The Holiday. Ah,
1: the Grinch the holiday.
2: and The Holiday. I, yeah, The Holiday. Me and Rami were going to watch it this weekend, but um, I actually wanted to watch it in November and he said, no way, it is not Christmas yet. But I've watched The Grinch. what I, I, I just love Jim Carrey. I would love to play a role like that one day myself. Please remake well, The Grinch and make me The Grinch. I'd love it.
1: <laughs> you need to get into all the Hallmark Channel 5 afternoon films, though. Those are the I ones know. that start midnight, but they're the amazing ones.
2: Yeah, no, I just, you know, I just love the fact that it's kind of the world stops at Christmas. And, you know, I switch my phone off at Christmas, Johnny. No one can get hold of me. It's just I give my time every minute to my family, and that's it, you know?
1: 100%. Now, look, final question for you, Gemma. Obviously, this has been a ridiculous couple of weeks in the political world. You know that you're my hero. You know that I'd want you as my Prime Minister. If I could choose anyone, it would be you. So what would you do right now in the political world to sort the government out and sort the country out?
2: Well, I would basically... I'd give Boris a little holiday. I'd tell him to relax... And I would just go in and give it all to him straight, to be honest. I'd stand up there and tell everyone how it is. And, you know, I think it's such a shame. People are losing heart and faith, aren't they, in uh, what's all been going on. I haven't had time to catch up with it because I've been working. I really like Boris. I think he's got a big job on his shoulders. I would love to brush his hair, bless him. He does need a little holiday, Boris. I think everyone has been under such stress, strain and scrutiny that everyone just needs a bit of time out, get their thoughts and heads together and come back. I do love Boris. I've got to say, I feel for the man. But if he needs an aid, then I'm coming in, Boris, to help you.
1: Well, I think he does. He's going to lose half his staff, So I think he does. And no more kids. He's got seven now. No more kids. And you need to be the eight. Gemma Collins, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for Sainsbury's for helping this episode. And Merry Christmas. Thank you. Johnny,
2: Merry Christmas, me darling. Lots of love.
1: That was Gemma Collins. Oh, I love her. I love her and thank you to Sainsbury's for setting up that episode I really appreciate it. The research was incredible that Sainsbury's put out and I honestly do think that I'm over Christmas, I'm over the traditions of turkey. Last year I had the best Christmas because of lockdown. I had duck and I had my sister and we just watched kids TV. We didn't have the family over cuz of covid and it was just the best Christmas ever. Absolutely loved it. You've been listening to Canine's with me Johnny Siffington. Now look, do me a favor. Give me a Christmas present if you can. Please, just one little present. Go on to iTunes, give the podcast a five-star rating and leave a review. Let's end the year on a high. Let's get it back into the iTunes chart. You've been listening to me, Johnny C. If you want to get in contact with me, at and Podcast at Johnny Seaford on Instagram and Twitter. And I'll be back same time next time. Well, basically next Friday if you're listening in real time. And I'm going to be with Love Island star Finn. Finn Tap. He won it in 2020 with Paige Turley. And we're going to reflect on the year together and also just talk about the guests I've had on Security Insecure over the past year. So thank you for listening and I'll speak to you then. Bye for now.